From ice baths to red sauna to Greek cookery to bodybuilding, Tonya Buxton brings the joy to everything she does. Listen to this episode to feel young, be young, feel strong, be well, and have all the joy you can have in your life. Welcome to the Anything Is Possible podcast. Now, for the listeners that came to the Anything Is Possible conference, you will certainly remember the beautiful, the wonderful Tonya Buxton, who took to the stage to talk about hacking your age. And I'm with Tonya today in her gorgeous, gorgeous home in London. Um, And I'm going to let her introduce herself so she can tell you all the things that she does. I think the best thing to call me is a jack of all trades and a master of none. <laughs> that's what, that, that's my title now. So I suppose what do I do? So I'm, I'm, I've written, you know, five books. Uh, one was on pregnancy, and the others are all kind of cookery and holistic health books. I've uh, I was competed in bodybuilding competitions when yeah, I was Miss 1997 Southeast Britain. Wow. Um, I've worked on. TV shows. I had my own series is on the Discovery Channel called My Greek Kitchen and My Cypriot Kitchen. And I've got four kids. <laughs> I think that's what really defines me. Um, and I just am desperate to live life to the full. I mean, I think that's the thing. And that's the thing that when we came out of that whole lockdown period. So when people say to me, what do you do? I normally answer, I just search for joy. Yeah. That is kind of my title now. And where has that come from? So, you know, I first cooked connected with you on Instagram, like just everything you were putting out there, I absolutely loved what you stood for. But where has this, you know, where's that come from that to get the most out of life and a joyful life? Where does that, where did that start? So I think what it is, is you kind of get to a certain stage in life. So I, I was 55 Which on Friday. Which I cannot believe. 55. <laughs> it's such a grand old age. When I used to think about 55-year-olds, they were old people. Yeah. They were on the wind down. Yeah. And I don't feel like that. Yeah. And I'm not ready to accept that. Yeah. So I thought the best way to do it is to, to look after myself in a way that keeps me relevant and moving and out of pain because yeah. I think that's a lot, a lot of people yeah. you see them kind of closing on each other but they can do things we can do things to make ourselves well yeah. so I chase that and because I want to be well because I want to have a good time yeah. I, I am quite you know bacchanalian in that way that yeah. I, I like having fun you know yeah. I like going out I like yeah. doing things like that and and in order to be able to do that, you have to have the energy and, and the kind of versatility and, and being able to do it. So that's why I search out things that are going to keep me young, keep me well. And also, I had my daughters when I was reasonably young. Yeah. I had my sons, my last son I had when I was nearly 40. Really? And, yeah. and so I thought, I need to make sure that I'm the same mum to my sons as I was to my daughters because there was a big gap. I kind of ended up working um, for eight years in between. So there's this gap. And I just thought it's not fair to suddenly have a mum that's not as fit and as healthy as the girls had. So I owe it to them. You know, I want to stay alive. If you decide to have a child when you're nearly 40 or in your 40s, it's your job to make sure that you stay healthy and well so you're a relevant mother and also you're there to be a grandmother as well. Yeah, I think that things like that really kind of weighed on my conscience. So it's important that I looked after myself literally for them. Yeah, so do you think probably that was, that kind of 40 mark was that journey into how can I stay young stay well stay relevant or was it before 40 that you started to think about that it's such a funny journey holly so what Uh happened is i'm a child of the 80s in the 80s the only thing that was attractive was long long thin legs and big (laughs) boobs okay that was the fashion if you look at working girl and all these films that were then everyone was really really thin it's hard to imagine now because everyone's obsessed with arses and glutes and having big bums but you know the saying was does my bum look big in this because you were embarrassed if your bum looked big so I was a classic pear-shaped Greek girl. Yeah. I had thighs and I had bum and I had a tiny little waist actually. Um, and not that big of boobs. So I was quite, you know, it was all about the yeah. glutes for me. And it wasn't fashionable. I spent my whole life um, trying to bring down the size of my bottom and mainly. I would wear uh, sweatshirts tied across my yeah. waist so you couldn't see my bum because it moved too much when I walked. <laughs> all of these things now which girls would think is 
bonkers because yeah. there they are doing all these having implants, and implants, and yeah. doing all this pumping to make the asses bigger. But I, I've got a little bit of an eating disorder. I put I myself into an that. eating disorder whilst trying to get slim. I did terrible things like survive on a pack of carrots and a pack of fags. Wow. Bag of carrots and a pack of fags. That was my diet yeah. for the day to try and yeah. get thinner. I was trying to get smaller. I wanted my, my you know, it never works. Yeah. If you do th anything like that, you always have to pay for it. So my metabolism broke down. Yeah. And um, didn't matter what I ate, I gained a lot of weight. And I was really, really miserable and very unhappy. And it actually took um, pregnancy to really sort me out. Right, okay. Strangely enough, I just, I, you know, you know what it's like when you, I, I don't know if any people can associate with this. I wasn't an anorexic, but I just couldn't eat. Or if I did eat, I binged, binged and then starved. And yeah. just, I was doing such stupid yeah. things to myself. When I fell pregnant, everything stopped being about me. Mm. It started to be about the baby. Yeah. And so I made sure that I ate really well for the baby. Right. So, and actually it's quite difficult to get enough good nutrients in when you're pregnant. Yeah. There's no room for crap. Yeah. It's, it's, you just got to really work hard. And, and I was reading what part of the baby would be developing this particular yeah. week and say, but well, I need to make sure that my diet's rich in protein this week or it needs this and this week. And yeah. I became obsessive. You, when you are that type of person, you get a bit obsessive about yeah. things. Yeah. And so I did get quite obsessive during pregnancy and I trained really hard during pregnancy because I'd been reading about um, Russian athletes. Yeah. In, in the 70s, 60s and 70s, Russian athletes used to do this terrible thing is that they used to get the athletes, the female athletes pregnant and they used to train them really hard for the first five months up to six months and then they used to get them to abort the babies. It's a horrific story, but they used to do that because if you're pregnant and you have more testosterone present in your system yeah. than you would naturally have it, if you train during that time, you can utilize that testosterone yeah so I trained I had really narrow shoulders so I trained a lot during um, my pregnancy I did loads of shoulders it was all yeah. about the shoulders and I gave myself really nice shoulders yeah. because of that but even if you don't do that there was a lot of um, British athletes and American athletes who did their best times after having children wow. because they trained during pregnancy pregnancy is heart was weight training for the heart so yeah. if you do a bit more and train on top of it, you yeah. come out of pregnancy better than you go into it. Right. And I am complete testament of that. Yeah. Like four months after having Antigone, yeah. I was on the beach in a string bikini. And had you ever worn a string bikini before? No, no. Wow. I, had, I had a better figure after I had Antigone than I had before her. Wow. So that was... That was mind-blowing. So that's when I wrote a book called Have a Baby and Look Better Than Ever. Oh, Catch wow. a little title there. Um, because at that time, so if you imagine that book was written 25 years ago, yeah. there were no books on pregnancy for the mother. Yeah. There was loads of books about what your belly's doing, what's going on in yeah. your tummy, all of that stuff, but not what's what yeah. you can do to yeah, help yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was kind of the first of its kind. There's been lots of those out since yeah. then. Um, so that was my first book. And... and that's what kind of made me start thinking about how it's in my own hands. Yeah. How I look, how I feel yeah. is in my own hands. Yeah. And so that was my big revolution, I yeah. think. And that's what kind of then took me further onwards with the things I'm doing. So the average person doesn't just get to write a book. So what was your career up to that point? What had you done? And, you know... So I was a primary school teacher. Uh, yeah, that's oh. what I used to do. I was a primary school teacher, um, mainly in Tottenham. I worked in a primary school called Lee Valley Primary. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to do everything to subsidise my primary school wages because they were pretty poor. Yeah. And so I, I'd, whilst I was uh, training to be a teacher, I was also training to be a PT. And, ah. I'd, already, and I'd done quite a few nutritional qualifications yeah. so I was a nutritionist so I'd had all of that in my bag yeah and then after work I used to train people I only had a few clients but you know everything yeah. helped so I'd, I I had a lot of that information at my fingertips yeah anyway yeah and then I met um a woman who was a journalist yeah. and she has she was really interested in my story and whatever yeah. and she said look you, this is such a great story let's let's write a book so yeah it was a friend and we, we just wrote it together and she because she was a journalist and she was already in that industry and she'd helped somebody else publish a book she knew what she was yeah. doing so that's how we did that so if you were a teacher then it's because i'd written down before like you obviously love research and reading and writing and that's obviously part of why you were a teacher i guess um, i was a teacher because i liked kids oh really right. and i and i really 
this was kind of very unfashionable in the, especially in the eighties, when we we were told that as women we could do everything. Yeah, we could run the boardroom and have children and do everything and whatever. Which yeah. you, you can't. You, yeah, you can't do everything. You can, but not all at once. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was really poo-hooed to want to have kids. Really? So I, I remember being ridiculed when I was about sixteen, seventeen. There were these older girls, and they said, "What do you want to do?" I said, I'm "Not entirely sure what I want to do. Yeah, I definitely want to have a family." And yeah. they all just burst out laughing, um, which was quite hurtful at the time but that was kind of early mid 80s yeah um and I knew that so I liked kids and I knew that I wanted a career that would allow me to have children yeah it was what I wanted a lot of people now don't know where they want to have I always wanted children and so that's one of the reasons I became a teacher as well so it's less to do with the research yeah yeah Um, I'm a bit of a skimmer I'm I'm more of a doer you know I like to do it yeah um and yeah so that's how that that happened but I realized that um Teaching was really hard. Yeah. It's a really, really hard job. If you are a good teacher, it takes every part of you. And I found it really difficult um, with children, young children at home and then teaching young children. Yeah. I found it very, very hard. But one of the things I had also been doing is, after I wrote that pregnancy yeah. book, um, is I, there were some channels popping up, satellite channels were turning yeah. up. You know, we'd gone away from just four channels on telly yeah. and the satellite had come. Yeah. And my book had been sent to a channel called Channel Health. Right. And they contacted me. They just got a big budget from the NHS about getting people to have healthy pregnancies. So they contacted me and asked me if I'd go in and, you know, maybe train up some pregnant women yeah. and part of this little capsule that they were doing. I did that for them. It went really well. And, and then trained them as in for... Pregnancy yeah, exercise. Yeah, yeah. Pregnancy ah, exercise. Right, okay, they yeah. didn't want me to do the nutrition. They had someone else doing yeah. nutrition. Just doing pregnancy exercises yeah. um, with women. So I did that. That went well. And then they gave me some other bits and other bits and other bits. And then I ended up with a showreel. Oh, wow. And um, so I managed to get myself um, an agent. And that agent then um, helped me get uh, a job called Beauty and the Feast. It was on, um, God, what channel was it on? UK Food, one of those. It was oh, the, that sounds... It's the worst show you've <laughs> ever seen in your life. Oh, my gosh, Holly, it was so bad. It was terrible. <laughs> it was like the world's worst show. Um but what, what that made me realise is that I I really loved Greek food yeah. and med, um, the, the Greek origin of olive oil and, and eating. Mm. You know, the whole Mediterranean diet is actually based on the uh, Cretan Greek diet because yeah. they ate so much olive oil. And I just knew that, they'd, that there, was a, there was a show in that. Yeah. Um, because before that, only TV shows, that the only way they showed Greek and Cypriot cooking was is part of a Mediterranean journey. Yeah. So it'd be a little bit, you know, they do more Italy, they do more France, but yeah. there's never a whole show on Greece and Cyprus, yeah. you know, things like that, yeah. Greek cooking, which for me is the best food yeah. in the world. Yeah. So um, I started touting around my series. Uh, the initial one was called, um, I think I called it In Mama's Kitchen, but then, and I went to... I think it was nearing 200 production companies. And what would you do to just approach them? Because I'd had Beauty and the Feast out on telly that was on, I managed to get an appointment. So I'd go to the development team and say, look, I've got this idea. I think this is fantastic. And it was like, thank you, but no, thank you, but no. Oh, yes, we like the idea, but we want to put somebody else on it. It's like, no way, I'm not, this is my idea. This this can't be done without me. You know, that's it. Um, I eventually found a production company in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, They liked it. We jiggled it about and we kind of redid it and they took it to Sky. And, um, uh, Discovery Channel and uh, Discovery Travel and Living optioned it. Wow. So we ended up making, in all, three series, two of my Greek kitchen, one of my Cypriot kitchen. So I'm so proud of this series. Um, yeah. It ended up being sold to 30 countries globally wow. and it got repeated. It it gets repeated. Oh my gosh, I wish I had repeat fees on that. Yeah. For years, for decades, it, it hasn't actually. It, it was on the other day again on Discovery Travel and Living, yeah. And um, it, it it hasn't lost its, you know, it hasn't dated. Relevant, yeah, it hasn't yeah, dated yeah. And what was your driver there? So, in you've you've obviously wrote this book, and then did you suddenly get a taste of presenting and think, oh, I really loved that? I loved presenting. Did you? I loved yeah. it. I loved I loved being on telly, and I loved presenting. It's yeah. just there's no better job as far as yeah. I'm concerned. It's really good fun, and I in particular like live TV. Oh, do you? I yeah. love live. And I love the mistakes on live. Yeah. You know, when I'm cooking on Sunday brunch or, you know, yeah. or when I used to do um, Good Morning Britain quite a lot, you know, things would always go wrong and they were always the best shows. Yeah. They're the most entertaining shows. So when the series finished, what was um, the next stage for you with sort of TV and writing and food? What was the next stage after the... Um, I then got asked to um, have a meeting at The Real Greek, which is yeah. a, a group of restaurants. At the time, they only had about... 
six or seven. Yeah. So I, I went and had this meeting. We were just going to do one event together. But they did all the things I wanted. Yeah. You know, like, it's so important to have olive oil yeah. in dark bottles or tins that are airtight because otherwise the oil oxidizes so you know when you go on holiday yeah and the olive oil's been on the table in a glass yeah. jar and the sun's been beating on it yeah. that is poison don't put it on your food it's toxic it's oxified it's become rancid so you just don't want to put that on your food instead of being good for you it's actually physically bad for you and what does it do to you when it's oxidized well it's like oil? it's like all the all the seed oils that you see it, right. it's 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 an inflammatory thing that you're putting in your body. Right. You know, good olive oil, like a high phenyl extra uh, yeah. virgin olive oil is the most anti-inflammatory thing you can put in your body. Yeah. When you put oxidized oil into your body, it's, it causes inflammation. Mm. Yeah. It makes you ill, you yeah. know, so yeah. don't touch it. Yeah. So the, one of the first things he did is, you know, put the, the get this olive oil that I like from Crete that comes in a tin. So that's yeah. what's on the tables now. He changed where he got his feta from. We got one from just in the Attica region that's, you know, in oak barrels. The halloumi comes from Cyprus. You know, they did all the things I wanted them to yeah. do. And uh, we were working out the other day. I have been with them now for 11 years. Wow. So I'm the consultant chef at The Real Greek for 11 years now. And we have different chefs coming in and coming, yeah. you know, because you always have to refresh the ideas. Yeah. And so we've got some brilliant chefs there now yeah. uh, working there. We have Nico, who is a Michelin-starred chef. He's fantastic. And, you know, and we bounce off each other. Yeah. So that's that's been a regular thing for the past 11 yeah. years. And you were saying that your kind of love of food is from, well, not necessarily love of food, but your introduction to food was from very little. You used to cook a lot at home, and that's where your passion has come from for food. Yeah, I mean, I bloody hated it initially yeah. because it was something that I had to do. Yeah. So my mum was working, my dad was working, I used to have to come home and I used to have to cook. Yeah. You know, I have to, you know, I, I learned to cook from a very, very young yeah. age. But it was a chore. Yeah. It was not something I liked doing at all. Yeah. Um, it became something I liked doing when I realised how much people like good food. Yeah. And it made me popular. Yeah. You know, at university. <laughs> yeah. It was like, well, you know, if Tonya invites you around for dinner, you don't get like beans on toast. You yeah. get real food. Yeah. You know, you get yeah. actual proper food. Yeah. And literally, that's all the time. All I would be doing is like roasting a chicken, but yeah. you know, roasting a chicken with oregano and garlic yeah. and it had lemon and thyme in it and yeah. it was tasty. And I'd, I'd do the potatoes, just roast it in the oven that would have, you know, tomatoes and onions on them yeah. or just like with a bit of cumin, yeah. a few spices and stuff yeah. just to make it tasty, but very basic. I wasn't, you know, tying myself to the kitchen fowls and it was like these people have never eaten before. They've never eaten proper food before. Yeah. So I became very popular. So that's when I realized I'm a feeder. I describe you as like this hot mama with like four gorgeous kids, gorgeous <laughs> husband. So let's talk about your marriage. How long have you been married to Paul? So I, oh gosh. So married is 28 years. We've been together 33 years. Wow. So you were 22? 23. 23. So tell us, where did you meet? Oh gosh, it's such a terrible story. So, we're, oh, actually, I saw him for the first time yeah. when I was about fourteen. Oh, really? Yeah, I was very fat, <laughs> Greek girl with a moustache, <laughs> and he walked into um, this school, Henrietta Barnet, um, where my friend was doing a fashion show, and yeah. I was there. And oh, his girlfriend, who was you know eighteen, same age yeah. as him, he was eight, four years older than me. Um, was the most beautiful girl in, in the school. And he walked in to kind of watch her in this fashion yeah. show. And I just remember looking at this guy and thinking, you know, it really was pal. Yeah. Really? Pal. Can you remember it now? Yeah, I can remember oh, it. Because wow. he's tall and he was yeah. broad and he had this chubby face, which he doesn't have anymore. But anyway, <laughs> um, and I just, and I, that was it. I kind of, I think it shows you when you really want something, yeah. you get it. Mm. Oh. So it took till I was 23. Yeah. And we bumped into each other again and... And then it that went was from there. That was it. From there. So he's obviously very into fitness, and you mentioned you did bodybuilding as well. Yes. So is that kind of a shared interest that you've both? Well, got? I know you're very into strength training now, and he was the one that got me into bodybuilding because mm -hmm. he was the one that was doing all the research about right. a lot of what was going on. And he said, "Look, let's do it together. We'll yeah. do it together." So we ended up competing together. Yeah. Um, after I had Antigone, yeah. yeah. So we we it was something that we did together. We carried on with it together. He carried on a bit more than I did. I stopped after the kind of two seasons of it. Yeah. But he carried 
carried on. And then he got into Ironman triathlons, yeah. which are only for the insane. And now he's doing High Rocks and yes. he's going to do the High Rocks Championship, which is World Championships, which is pretty amazing wow. for an old boy. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big thing at the moment, isn't it? All yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do it if you, I don't, I don't care how much money you pay me. I would, I don't, listen, Holly, the reality is, is all of these, I used to do triathlons. I, yeah. did, all of, I did all of it before I was married. Yeah. To make him think that I was interested. <laughs> in it so you think yeah I'll marry her as soon as it as soon as I got a ring on it yeah. all of that stopped yeah. <laughs> no just a little but I took I took the kind of basics of what yeah. you need for longevity and did those yeah. but I'm not really that competitive when it yeah. comes to this. You have to have a certain mindset to be able to be so resilient to yeah. go on. You know, I, I I would be running and thinking I just want to stop, you yeah, know. I don't yeah. you know, that mental capacity to say, no, come on, you can do it. You just do yeah. half marathons and things like that. Never again. And is he very strict? He's very lean, isn't he? So does he drink? Does he Oh, eat? he does it all. That's what's so hilarious. Oh. People think that he's a complete saint. He's not. He really eats and drinks whatever he likes, but he will, nothing processed will, will cross yeah. his lips ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, if he's had a big binge day or, you know, we've had a weekend that's yeah. been like full of food and drinking, then we you know we'll have a, a, a very low calorie day or a fasting day yeah. where just have kind of bone broths and things like that yeah. just to kind of give reset. your system a chance to get rid of all that stuff that it's got in it and, and reset again yeah. but you know you have to do all these things yeah and you know you get them and you get excited and you play with these toys yeah. and then you don't you don't do them as much yeah. I don't do any of them as much as I can I always promise myself that I will but the one thing that I have done consistently is trained yeah some form of training yeah and um and it's always kind of been more about the muscle building yeah. kind of training because in the past 10 years, all I've read for longevity is muscle. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. now saying that you are, once you hit 50, yeah. you are better off staying fat and keeping hold of your muscle yeah. than going on an extreme diet, getting thin and losing the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Muscle is what keeps you young. Yeah. Muscle is what keeps you vital. And if you do things, especially post a certain age, post 40, 50, yeah. forget it over 60, yeah. then you are literally negating your longevity yeah because it's all about muscle yeah and and as women as soon as you hit 35 40 yeah. you don't absorb as much protein so you've yeah. got to get good protein yeah. you know you have to think about the protein that you eat in yeah. your diet every day i mean it's a change of mindset isn't it because i've just recently changed the way I, i've always done weights but um one less session a week I'm more focused on the strength and I've really been enjoying seeing those numbers go up yeah. and actually like a little yeah, yeah it's great yeah and it really also makes it. you feel you know yeah. makes you feel strong and it makes yeah. you feel powerful I mean one of the things that happens when you get a bit older is you get into bad habits mm -hmm. And um, weight training helps you to from stop doing that. Yeah. So, you know, the first bad habit is one I talked about. Yeah. It's like making noises when you get up and down. Yes. Ooh, oh, don't do that. That's yeah. just an old person thing. Don't do it. Yeah. But also posture. If yeah. you've got really good back muscles and, and good yeah. kind of back muscles and, and shoulders and abs and core, yeah. it makes you stand better. Because as you get older, you naturally want to yeah. kind of be more like this. And you yeah. want to kind of shuffle along a bit more. So you've got to, when you do weights, it does help remind you of you. You get to feel your body more yeah you know you understand and yeah you sense your body more so you put your shoulders back you, you know you stand yeah. tall when we're looking at people just a reminder that the best way you can support the show is to subscribe leave us a five-star rating and a little review for what you think of our show wherever you listen to your podcasts it only takes a second and may seem like a small thing but it helps us rank in the podcast charts find new listeners and reach even more amazing guests so with your review you're actually helping to improve the anything is possible show a lot of the time we're not necessarily looking at whether they've got wrinkles or whatever when we get yeah. to the ages it, a lot of it is the movements they make yeah. it's yeah. the fluidity in their movements and when you're young you're young and you're fluid yeah. you know kids roll around on the floor they're not creaking and aching yeah that is a really big thing for anti-aging. Yeah. And not just for what it does to you physically, but what it does to you mentally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, once you kick in and say, no, I'm not I'm not going to adhere to those old movements. I'm yeah. not going to adhere to that old way of being. Yeah. The youth comes from inside. Totally it's so agree. much to do with how you think about yourself. Yeah. I'm a woman, you know. Yeah. I want to say horrible things to myself. Yeah. You know, I really do. I, you know, I want to look in the mirror and go, what? What has happened to you? Look at you. Look at that. Look at that. Look at your body. Look at your ass. Look at your neck. Look at your eyes. And be mean to myself. Mm. It doesn't help. No. It, it, it gets you nowhere. It just gets you down. Yeah. So you've got to stop those thoughts in their tracks. Yeah. Stop them and say, you know what? 
it's all right. Okay, so it's not looking exactly how I want it to look, but I'm still functioning, I'm still moving, I can still dress it up when I yeah, need yeah, to. Yeah. You know, and if I want to make a little bit more effort, I might do. You know, yeah. be kind to yourself because your thoughts, even the tone of your thoughts, yeah. affects how you are and yeah. it affects the outcome of where you go. Yeah. So if, if you literally are walking around all day long saying, oh, I'm fat and fat and fat and fat and fat and fat and fat, eventually you, you will just be. become fat yeah. and you'll become very, very miserable. Yeah. I, t I totally agree. I think, like, especially with age as well, um, it's, it's in the media a lot at the moment, but I've just never thought about that. Like, I've got friends that are in their, like, late 20s up to, you know, 60s, and I just think it's great to have people in your circle that can, you know, you can relate to on so many different levels as yeah. well. But also um, it's where you, where you want to be. I yeah. personally am finding that a lot of friends of my age yeah. are... They can't be bothered anymore, yeah. and that's that. That's fine right. too. That's absolutely fine yeah. too. If you decide, right, no, I do not want to be up till yeah. I go to Athens at night. I'm out till six in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. Yeah, they don't want to do that. Yeah, and that's fine, fine. too. You know, yeah, if, yeah, if you yeah, decide yeah. I've done that, you know, grow up, Tonya. Don't do it. <laughs> but I, that's not what I want. So yeah. I'm tending to find that a lot of the people that I'm mixing with are younger than me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if I want to be good company and to be with them then yeah. I have to stay vital and yeah. I have to stay young no one wants to hang around an old fart who's boring <laughs> yeah. so you have to you have to step up yeah but it, but that's again it's it's just down to what you want yeah. from your life that's what I want from mine yeah I totally respect my friends that are you know 55 coming up to 60 and like that's that's like a nightmare for them they yeah. don't want to do any of that yeah they just want to maybe go out for dinner then come back or yeah. maybe go to the movies and whatever I get the itches when I've done that too yeah. often. I yeah. need to go dancing. Yeah. I need to do something. Yeah. I need it. That's, that's, yeah. Because yeah. that's what make, brings me joy. Yeah. I love it. You know, I yeah. just love being out. My daughter has parties when she's kind of launching a new single or whatever. Yeah. And she always bullies me into having them here. And I always say, this is the last one. Yeah. Yeah. No more parties in my house. And I say, well, I'm going to go to bed. I'm not going to stay up. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to say hello to everybody and go to bed. Yeah. I'm here till the end. Yeah, I'm here till yeah. four in the morning doing yeah. tequila shots. I, I can mean, imagine just like, doing the cocktails. And I love so, it. you know, because it, it, there's a joy to yeah. it that I really love. Absolutely. So you must, you've got to seek out. That's the thing about being youthful. Yeah. And especially being happy within yourself. Because yeah. as a woman, you go through all this crap. You have periods, you have pregnancy, and then you have menopause. Menopause is the real, excuse my language, it's the fucker at the end that yeah. gets you. But you can decide how you take it you yeah. can decide how you do it but the first thing you, you need to decide is what makes you happy yeah because if you don't actually know what makes you happy how do you pursue it so there are decisions that you have to make in your life it's like when you're talking about people setting goals in their lives for whether it be work or relationship yeah. whatever that's the same thing with joy yeah what makes you joyful what makes you happy yeah and then when you know that's the thing that makes you happy then do everything you can to seek out to get there yeah and that's just that's that's what I do but we were talking about this from the conference you know so many people have made changes from yeah. your talk and that must be so satisfying for I've you. made changes oh, from your talk yeah. you know so this, you know it, it was yeah. I, honestly it was, I keep saying it to you and it's not just because I'm sitting here talking to you now it was it I've been to so many events I've spoken mm. at so many events this one was the most fortifying oh, it wow. was the, the one that I felt most people got benefits most people left there and had decided that they were going to make a change yeah and you're seeing it aren't you yeah I am yeah I really am like I was saying to you before I've had probably like 200 pieces of individual feedback from speakers from exhibitors from people that attended and that's what I wanted I wanted people to go away and make change yeah. so you know and, I, and I've looked at people saying I want to do this project I wanted as you have a you know, me with the dresses. The dresses. Right? Oh, yeah, I, tell, I, you know. tell the listeners about that. Okay, so this is one of the dresses, by the way. She's beautiful. So um, I, I started buying these dresses from a lady called, uh, company called An Army in Janine, like a decade ago, mm -hmm. going for years. And um, then they shut down about eight years ago and they didn't make them anymore. And I and I and every time I wear these dresses, I did overbuy. You know when you yeah, like something? Yeah, you love something. What about 30 of them? Yeah. Different colours and different shapes and whatever. Yeah. And, I, and I always get asked, you know, where's your dress from? It's really nice. Yeah. And they're so easy to wear and they're very flattering. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to start up this company and I'm going to make them myself. You know, the easy way of doing it would have been to just take this pattern, give it to someone, do it myself yeah. and, not, and not involve them. But it felt immoral to do it that way yeah. because I knew that Janine was still out there so I contacted her and said yeah. well, can I buy the patterns off you yeah because I want to make these dresses she said she had just been showing my picture to someone to say um 
if we decide to start again, we've got this, you know, yeah. person who's, you know, got yeah. quite a profile who would wear our dresses and yeah. help promote it. So we've now decided to go into partnership together. Oh. And we're talking about patterns and colours and, you know, the kind of crazy things that we're going to do, which is something I've been thinking about for a decade yeah. and haven't done it. And now because we came to you that's down to oh, you oh that's amazing oh so good to hear these stories um so at the conference what everybody absolutely loved was like your top tips and i've just written down ice bath cold shower red sauna red light so going upside down so just talk us through these things and why they are so good for you okay so you don't have to have money yeah. to do any of these things yeah. so the, the the number one top tip which I, I i thought everybody did anyway yeah is you know doing squats when you brush your teeth yes that that is the number one tip so yeah. if you start with just doing 10 squats while you brush yeah. your teeth and build it up to 20 and maybe build it up to 50 yeah and then if you're doing that twice a day that's a hundred swats that you're going to be doing that is going to get rid of that old lady ass or that yeah. saggy ass. You're going to have a nice peachy bum. And that's yeah. what everybody wants. Yeah. Now. And also add strength and mobility. You know, just, yes. you know, there's some people who can't even do any movement when it comes to stop. So, you know, start working yeah. on the movement, start working on the mobility. So just doing that one thing is yeah. going to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. So that's my, my top tip. Cold things, you know, yes. cold therapy is really good. Not just for what it does to your immune system. Yeah. Because it does boost your immune system, mm -hmm. your natural immunity. But also what it does to you mentally. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic for your mind. Yeah. So um, you start in a shower. If you're one of these people that had a hot shower, then, you know, just last 30 seconds, do 30. Yeah. 30 seconds, yeah. that's it. Then build it up to a minute. Then build it up to two minutes. I mean, you really want to be building up to five minutes. Yeah. Cold showers, you don't even bother with the hot anymore. Yeah. You, you'll end up shivering when you come out yeah. or when you've kind of done kind of excess of three, four minutes. You shiver. That that shivering is so metabolizing. It's like your metabolism's going through the roof. It's so fat burning. Wow. And the type of fat it burns is brown fat. You know, it gets, it's, get, it, it's mobilizing fat. So yeah. it's, it's just such an amazing thing to do. And then if you're lucky enough to be able to have an ice bath, then you can do yeah. that. But cold showers are just as good as ice baths. So yeah. there, there's, there's, there's something easier about just sitting in the bath instead yeah. of having the... Sometimes with a shower, because you've got to move about a bit, it, it yeah. makes it almost more painful. Yeah. My big tip with cold showers yeah. is get yourself a speaker that goes in the shower. Yeah. I've got it on my Spotify. I've got a, a shower playlist. playlist. <laughs> Because I know they're all crazy songs. I'm jumping yeah. around like a lunatic yeah. singing at the top of my voice. Yeah. It just gets you through it. Yeah. So you've got to find things to get you through it. Yeah. Um, if you can get, you can get now, there's some really good um, red light therapy. That you yeah, can talk get. to me about red light therapy because I bought one of those masks off um, Amazon. Yes. Yeah. But every time I used it, I don't know if it's so tight around my eyes, it looked like, it looked like I'd had goggles on for about 24 hours after. Um, but talk to me about it, because I'm so interested in it. Red light therapy is a cellular healing process. Yeah. So it kind of heals you in a cellular way. So the, yeah. the red light infiltrates um, your skin. Yeah. It goes down to you know, levels between, and it, and it causes anti-inflammation it kind of it causes a healing within color therapy is really important people right. don't quite understand how it works yeah either do i don't understand it <laughs> but i know it works but, yeah um and there is there, there are ones that you can get now that are just handheld yeah. you can get the face mask ones but like you said sometimes you have to kind of put yeah. them on there and they're just like really uncomfortable yeah. I think you probably are putting it on too tight yeah yeah um <laughs> but then you can get these small handheld ones now that you just hold your neck i'll actually send you um the one that i think is the best i can't think of them at the top yeah of my we can head. link it in the show notes I'll, as well we can yeah link it in and and they um, but if you're really lucky and this is the one that i eventually want to get is one that um is on a stand that you can just lie down underneath oh, so you yeah, can have yeah. a little nap and it's doing your back and then turn it around and it'll do your yeah. front. It just, it is, it's been proved again and again that when athletes have inju injuries yeah. and they use red light therapy, their injury just gets better almost 50% faster than it would naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you've got, it is so healing. So when it comes to skin inflammation and things, everything is, all illness, all wrinkles, all ages, is inflammation. inflammation yeah so that's you know when you you know you've got arthritis it's inflammation you've yeah. got anything wrong with you it's inflammation so what red light therapy does is it brings down the inflammation right. and that's what you need to search whether yeah. whether it's bringing down inflammation in your gut with the food that you're eating yeah or it's red light therapy that you're putting it on your skin to, to just bring down any inflammation that you've got but when it goes to the cellular level when it goes to the joint level yeah then it really makes a difference wow okay and then you mentioned about a hyper Hyperbaric. Yes, what's that? So this is a really newfangled thing that um, 
that I am really interested in. So, and I'll send you a link for them yeah. as well because they do home ones. Hyperbaric is what uh, centre is, what people go in, you know when they've been diving and they get the bends? Yeah. It's like a diving chamber. Oh. And what happens is it's, it causes complete pressure. Yeah. And then you breathe 100% oxygen into your mouth. And it means that your body is being infused with 100% oxygen. It's incredible for you. And I read a study uh, about five years ago about how it's the only thing that actually increases your telomeres. Telomeres are the indicator of age. You know, so they get shorter and shorter and shorter as you age, and then yeah, then you die. That's yeah. it. Um, there's lots of things that you can stop the shortening of telomeres, all these things that we do. But mm. one of the only things that was shown to increase telomeres mm. is getting into a hyperbaric chamber. Wow. So you can get some home ones, which is one of the ones that we've got here. Now, I started doing this for a while, as, along with... Um, taking the olive oil, doing my weight training, yeah. doing all the kind of cold showers and doing a whole kind of longevity thing. And it, it blew my mind um, because um, I fell pregnant at 52. I didn't keep the baby. I lost the baby at 11 weeks, just under 12 oh, weeks. Wow. But I think that maybe getting into that hyperbaric chamber might have been yeah. the reason that I fell pregnant again. Yeah. I think it really kind of re-triggered it. Wow. Um, I haven't been in it again um, just since, in case. Then, <laughs> since then. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to start again because it does make you feel yeah. good. And it's really, really good for you to kind of be infused with that amount of oxygen. And it's you can if you don't have your own one at home, there's lots of places that do it. Yeah. When Paul got, my, Paul started doing it and he started to, my husband started yeah. to find out a lot about it, is when he had some nerve damage in his jaw after right. having a wisdom tooth out. And he was going in there to help with the pain. And um, I won't name names, but there were Olympic athletes in there um, have, just going in there because they had like some injuries or whatever, or doing it pre-events yeah. to make sure that they're tip-top. Wow. And um, I mean, <coughs> looking at you, you look at least 10 years younger than you are. I love um, that. I love that. I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, you definitely like do. But your skin looks amazing. Is that... Um, like from the inside out, as in like you're glowing. Bit of both. What, what, okay, yeah. It's a bit of both. So yeah. it's definitely, you know, as I keep going on about extra virgin hyphenated olive oil, I take yeah. that as a medicine um, yeah. and I take, I keep up with all the supplements and things that I need. And the way I know I'm taking the right supplements is I do a bespoke You do a bespoke. I do bespoke. Yeah. They come, they take your blood, um, they then analyse your blood, they come back to you and they say you're you're deficient in this, 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 this and this. Yeah. And they make a supplement that's catered to you. Yeah. And you can have your blood done every three months, every six months, every year, whatever, yeah. and then just keep doing that. It's what rich people have been doing for decades. Can we tag that company in? Yes, the show it's called Bionic. And yeah. it's, and they are the most reasonable one, actually. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. And they're, and they're fantastic. Yeah. And like I said, rich people have been doing this for decades. Yeah. yeah. But now it's become more affordable. Yeah. And it turns out that um, that the supplements that I get from them, what I pay for them for supplements, is less than what I was buying just willy nilly. Yeah. Because when you sure. end up buying like, like yeah, you yeah, end yeah. up they cost a fortune if you get good supplements, yeah. and then so it ends up being much more cost effective. So I think that's a really important thing for yeah. your skin because yeah. that's inside out. And I always what happened to me after I had my um, first child yeah. I got this thing called a melasma on my skin which is causes pigmentation it's ah. because when your hormones go funny when you have a baby yeah. so I started getting kind of blotches on my skin yeah. at one stage actually when I was filming um, one of the My Greek Kitchens I look at some of it and I think oh my god I can see it so badly it was like a, a dark shadow I looked yeah, like I had a Mexican, yeah. Mexican moustache because it's moustache the, 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 was the, 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 <laughs> back <laughs> But it was pigmentation. So yeah. very, very quickly, I started using really good facial 50 plus yeah. SPFs yeah. on my skin. And I have done that now for 30 years. Mm, I wish Almost I had 30 years. Yeah. I, you know, it doesn't matter if it's grey sky like this in London. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, and if I'm in the scorching sun, it's really hot. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the hat lady. Yeah. I've got, I wear hats, I wear caps. So, you yeah. know, I try, I can't, I won't ever sit with my face in direct yeah. sun. Um, so I've always done that. And I yeah. think that makes a really big difference yeah. on, yeah. on yeah. as you Kylie. get older. Look at Kylie. Kylie's Minogue's always worn an SPF as well. Yeah, she has. Her, yeah. yeah, she looks amazing. Yeah. She's yeah. a little bit of filler there, though. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm frightened of fillers yeah yeah so it's not something that i'm ruling out ever yeah at the moment when i look at people and i see that they've got filler in their face i don't i'm not comfortable with it, yeah. it i don't think it's necessarily flattering yeah 
You people can end up looking older. I think young and people a lot of who younger, do that. Yeah, yes, yeah. I you agree. see these twenty-something-year-olds yeah. and they've got filler in their face. They could be forty yeah. because you know it, you, you, they lose that youthful yeah. kind of look. Well, I started having Botox, and I don't. Can you see? I don't know. How well, they, I, think, I don't. I think I, you have it the same as me. Very na- natural. I haven't. I, I need. I need to. Sometimes um, I normally put a bit in before I go away in the yeah, summer yeah. because it stops me from scratching my eyes yeah. and my forehead. But I actually started having it when I was thirty, ah, and. Okay. Um, Oh, that is. Do you think it's like a preventative? I think then? it's preventative yeah, because yeah. when I I I've got I had still do quite an expressive face. <laughs> Things move around a lot, and I had really deep lines. I had three really deep lines in my forehead. Yeah. And I had them from from my teens, yeah, late yeah. teens, really. I could I could see pictures there yeah. in there then. So that kind of got rid of it there. But I've been trying out some new facial things. Oh, come on, tell us these. And I think it. I think it's working. It's called a um, new gen. New gen mm. facial, and it's kind of it's a bit like Morpheus Eight, yeah. And it's it's quite uncomfortable. Um, they kind of numb your skin and they kind of jab you with heat. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bit of that. De- you can have it really strong, and then you have to take off, yeah. all, you know, weeks or whatever. Yeah. Or you can have it quite lightly, and it, it doesn't. Yeah. I'm doing it quite lightly because I always need to work. Yeah. Um, and I think it's doing something. What I like about all of these treatments, yeah, is that what they do is they kind of damage your skin, yeah, and force your own collagen yeah. to heal yourself yeah. and to look younger yeah. and as long as you're supporting yourself In, like yeah. with all the right supplements and yeah. all the right food and having enough oils and stuff like that then when you your skin gets damaged lots of collagen will come yeah. out and do that so I like the idea of me making healing myself with a bit of help yeah. and going out yeah. rather than putting things in or you know going under a knife yeah. or something yeah. like that frightened of things like yeah, that I'm really yeah. frightened of things yeah. like that and also I just think they're so inaccessible for so yeah. many people yeah. I think all of these things can be, you can do them yourself yeah. I mean even the one where you're if you don't, these a lot of these treatments might be quite expensive but you can now get um, things that are going to kind of slightly prick your skin yeah. as long yeah. as you do you've got to do it under yeah. cl- very clean conditions yeah. but you can get a roller like a, a, yeah. a facial roller that's got needles in it yeah. now if you clean your skin and you do that to yeah. yourself but you know it's got to be uncomfortable you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's got to yeah. be like stingy whatever yeah. and then you put a good serum on on top and then you're yeah. eating you know the right foods and whatever yeah. your your own collagen will kick yeah. up and start deal with all the the yeah. scratches that you've had and that you're you know putting on yourself and it will help yeah these are things that you can do yeah. yourself without it being too costly and collagen you obviously gave me a nice spoonful of yeah. my coffee before i've just started taking seven thousand, whatever the measurement is you're supposed to have um what's your view on taking collagen as a I, supplement i've just started doing that my husband got it for me and it's kind of split peptide collagen yeah it's got to be spliced peptide collagen because that's the one that you right. can ingest better um he's, he got with this powder that you I put in you know into a warm drink not yeah. too hot but like yeah. a, I like, quite like it in coffee it yeah. tastes a bit vanilla-y yeah. I'm trying it out yeah um, and I I think because it's a cumulative isn't yeah. it yeah. all of these things that you do yeah. they are not like you know going and getting a facelift and that you come look at that yeah. or going and having a filler oh my gosh look at that yeah. it, it's a cumulative it takes a few months for it yeah. to see the, the yeah. difference and whether it's working or not yeah. but I think as long as all the ingredients are good and you're taking good there's nothing to lose yeah. so why not try yeah. it yeah I can feel from things I've seen on social and coming in your home today, there's a lot of joy in this house. It's so fun and social, and I feel like you bring the joy to your family. You know, I I, I like having my children around, yeah. um, and I like having lots of people around, and I'm always telling them to get out and draw, but they know that how yeah. much I like having them yeah. here. And actually, everyone brings the joy. Everyone yeah. brings it. I I I live off the, the madness mm. I live off the chaos yeah. when it gets too quiet when I'm on my own oh. well, when sometimes it's just Paul and I it's like well I don't like this much <laughs> and I love him I yeah. think he's amazing and when we yeah. go away just the two of us yeah. um, it's a, we always kind of run away to Brighton like oh. you know once every couple of months or so yeah. so we can just do some yeah. like date nights and be on our own you've been, been married 28 years as we said before and you're still rushing off for date nights What? so to anybody out there who wants to we've just had an episode on creating your perfect relationship with Sarah Davison what are your like top tips about uh, longevity of marriage and relationships okay, it's quite hard because I've been with him since I was young yeah and yeah. so we've we've formed together yeah. I don't know God, <laughs> this is not great advice I'm 55 years old now if anything happened to 
you know, pull one off with another woman. That yeah. be, I don't know that I'd ever want another relationship yeah. because I, yeah. I don't think I've got the patience. I'd have to learn a lot of things. <laughs> I'm patient with him because we grew together. Yeah, you know. There's a lot of compromise on yeah. his side, on my side. There is a lot of compromise yeah. that you have to do if you, if you want to have a good relationship. Yeah. And I actually think Paul is really one of the nicest men you'll ever meet Aww. he's very kind and you know he's there's nothing I'd, that I don't want that he wouldn't get me yeah you know he, he's just lovely and yet sometimes when he's stirring his coffee I want to kill him <laughs> you know it's just it's what can you do you know it's there isn't it so and all he's doing is stirring his coffee ball up <laughs> so you just have to you have to you have to you know pick your battles learn to compromise and you you do have to like and love the person that you're with you yeah. know if it's got to the stage where they walk in the door which I saw with a lot of my friends mm. relationships who uh, consequently some have sticked together some have split up yeah. If you get to the stage when your husband walks in the door, you're like, oh, God, he's here now. Yeah. Then that's time to split yeah, up or, yeah. or to do something to bring yourselves back in again. And I think that's been the most important thing yeah. with Paul and I is that very early on we said, you tell me. Yeah. You tell me. Even if it's unreasonable, you yeah. tell me because I don't want you sitting there going, stop doing that, you get on my bloody nerves. And I don't want to, we didn't want internal dialogue yeah. with each other. We yeah. want it out. And some of the times he says to me, I don't like it when you do that. Go, but why? He goes, but look, I'm just telling you, I don't like yeah. it. If you can not do it, that'll be great. Yeah. You know, so I said, okay, I, I won't do that. I, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, because what's the point? Of, yeah. I don't want to irritate you. I want you to love me. I mean, I must admit, my list is much longer than his. <laughs> He's much more easy going than me. Well, definitely, there is something called misophonia. Do you know what that is? No. It's a thing. It's when you can't stand people making noises, especially when they're eating. Ah, it's so a thing. It's a yes. thing. I've left restaurants before because the person next to me is chewing too loud. So there's a long list of things that you could get irritated with. Yeah. How, irritated, how irritated am I going to get? Yeah. I'm not going to get that irritated. Yeah. I'm going to put the cup of say, Hey, don't do that again. Because yeah. there's other things to get wound up about. Yeah. Yeah. you know the big things yeah and I think that's really important not to allow yourself yeah to get too irritated about the little things that aren't that important yeah, yeah. but if it is something that's really important to you talk to each other and just say look it, it winds me up it gets on my nerves and if you want me to be wound up when you're doing it then yeah. carry on but you don't you, you don't want to be winding each other up yeah. you want to be enjoying each other's company so it's really important to also be retrospective into yourself and you know look at yourself and say well hang on a minute all I'm doing is nagging yeah Stop it. Yeah. It's boring yeah. being a bloody nag. Stop yeah. it and just pick the things that annoy you and have a look at the things that you might be doing that might be annoying yeah. as well. Because yeah. no one's blameless. Everyone's yeah. got a bit of blame. Yeah. And in your crazy life, all the fun things you do, you're off to something else shortly. Is there any routine in your life? Not really. No. And would that be something that just would No, there is the, the, there's the routine that I will get up and I will do something every morning. Yeah. So it doesn't... So if it means I have an eight o'clock thing and I've got to leave the house at seven, then, you know, make sure I get to bed early the night before because I'll probably have to get up at six to do something. something. Do something. Or if I know that I absolutely can't do it in the morning, make room to, to do it in the evening. Yeah. Got to always have that routine of some form yeah. of exercise because then you just get so busy yeah. and you make excuses that that doesn't happen. So yeah. exercise at least... At least five times a week, yeah. something, something has yeah. to get done at least five, if not seven times a week. Yeah. Now I've got this dog here, yeah. drives me insane. I end up having to walk him yeah. anyway, so that chore has to yeah. be built in. I can't, yeah. and it's actually quite good having him because, you know, if I have to leave the house at seven, then I have to get up at yeah. six and walk him because if I, I don't do it, who's going to do it? And yeah. it's that kind of thing. Yeah. So there is only that routine, but I love the fact that I don't have a routine. Yeah. I am not someone that thrives on routine. Yeah. I'm, I'm better when I'm doing lots of different things. Yeah. That's what suits me. Yeah. I have friends that, the way I live would give them a breakdown. Yeah, they yeah, say yeah. that all the time, you know, because yeah. there is no regular thing going on. Yeah, yeah. But but this is what makes me happy. Yeah, and the, and the majority of things that you do, would you say, bring you joy? Most of the things I do yeah. bring me joy. Or yeah. I'll try and find the joy in them. Yeah. There's that's not yes. That's what I'll try and do. That's right, the difference. Okay, yeah. There are listen. You have to make money. Yeah. I have four children and there are bills are never ending. So yeah. there will be jobs and things that I'm doing. Sometimes when I'm writing where I have to do a certain event or I have to go and compare something or do something yeah. that is not going to bring me joy. But I will yeah. find the joy in it yeah. because actually the money it brings me yeah. will bring me will make things easier yeah. and bring me joy in that way. Yeah. So you've got to try and sometimes be a little bit clever yeah. with where the joy is. Yeah, definitely. And um, it, just to sort of wrap up a couple of things for the podcast. So uh, Anything Is Possible is about empowering you to believe anything is possible for you at any age. Um, and I feel like you've probably had a lot of different lives within each decade. Yeah. Um, for sort of um, 
women that are approaching mid-age and being quite negative about it, which I know it's because so much is in the media and I know you, you're not at that stage yet, but what is your, you know, two women that are suddenly talking a lot older and, oh, this is it and, oh, my life's over and all that kind of thing, what would you say to them? Because it so isn't. I, I think I think you just need to um, reset yourself. So mm. go and buy uh, an empowerment book, yeah. you know, and even if you're reading it and going, oh, this is a load of... BS, I'm not yeah. interested in it. Read it anyway, because yeah. it's somewhere along the line it will start affecting your subconscious. Yeah. It is a choice. Yeah, I agree. You know, we all have choices in life on how we're going to be. Yeah. Now, if you're choosing to be a miserable old cow, then that's on you. Yeah. When no one wants to hang around with you, no one wants to be with you, yeah. and that your life is a misery. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking about people who have terrible things happen to them. Everyone yeah. has terrible things happen yeah. to them sometimes, and some people have really bad things happen to them and they are people that I take my hat off because yeah. they're still especially those that are still saying look I've got to find joy in my life I've got to continue um I really admire the people that have had these terrible things happen to them and still find joy yeah because yeah. you I mean but you do need help and people around you need to help you but again it's still it's, it's in it's in your hands yeah your life is in your hands I love that. I love that. So to conclude, it is called Anything Is Possible. Tanya, what does Anything Is Possible mean to you? Anything is possible. Oh. It means that. <laughs> oh, let me think of something outrageous. Okay. <laughs> so I want to be walking around in my Terry de Havilland platforms um, when I'm 90. That is my anything is possible aid, aim in life. That yeah. is my aim in life, to be 90 years old, be inappropriately dressed, like yeah. really inappropriately yeah. dressed, walking in platform hills, dancing to disco. That is my anything is possible for then. Yeah. Anything for possible now, what would my anything possible be now? Is it a wish? Is it a dream? Just what does it mean to you? Yeah, I guess so. And what does it mean I to mean, you? for me, it just, it, it is... It's all, because I am, it, for me, anything is possible. All my energy now is going into making sure that my kids get there, anything is possible. Because yeah. I think I've had a lot of my anything is possible. Yeah. You know, I've, I strive, yeah. like I said, and I'm always looking to do something else. I'm actually, Holly, just, I was just reading about this um, supplement thing with, you know, I keep going on about this oil. Yeah. I, it really is a wonder oil. So I'm thinking, yeah. I'm going to make it into a supplement. Oh, so that's yeah. my anything is possible. It's the next project that I'm thinking of doing. So when it comes to kind of work-wise, that yeah. would be it. But life-wise, I just really want to see um, my children reach up and get that anything is possible goal for themselves. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for everything, including all the lovely snacks, all the tips. We'll put everything in the show notes and it's just a joy for me to get to know you and I hope it'll continue. Likewise, thank you, Holly. Guys, it is back. Anything is possible live 2024. Join us on Saturday the 27th of April for a 12-hour personal development experience where you're going to hear from inspiring speakers, attend workshops and get the chance to network and make friends with like-minded individuals. We have listened to your feedback and have tailored this year's content to make the event even bigger and better than last year's. You need to keep your eyes peeled for exciting announcements of some new faces some familiar faces that you might have seen before. I cannot wait to see you all in person there.